Hello, welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, and human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now, here's your host, two-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kosowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we talk about principles of leadership, business, and human potential to help you live rich from the inside out. So whether you're growing a business, climbing your career ladder, we have tidbits that are going to help you grow in so many areas of your life that you will feel the richness all around you. It's about abundance. And I have a very dear um, new friend of mine and special guest that I am excited to share with you. Teresa Spinelli was not destined to lead her family's grocery business, but life takes many turns and the leader is what she became. Born in Edmonton in 1961, Teresa grew up at the Italian center shop, taking her first steps in the pasta aisle. And by the age of 18, uh, 13, she was working in the store regularly as a cashier, never dreaming that she one day would ascend to the presidency of the company. In 1983, after successfully graduating from the University of Alberta with a psychology degree, her plan was to pursue social work, though admittedly realized social work wasn't for her after completing a work term. I realized I'd be a horrible social worker, she says, because I wanted to take a care of everyone, take everyone home with me. Family misfortune changed the course of Teresa's life with the loss of her brother, followed with the passing of her father, Frank Spinelli, three years later. We were a traditional Italian family, and I had a brother, so automatically, because he was the boy, he was going to take the business. And in 2000, Teresa stepped in as president of the company temporarily, the company having 30 employees, a net worth of $9 million. Teresa believed that the Italian center had the potential to be bigger and better. With her vision of changing the business from a local grocery store to a major importer and distributor, within a year, she grew the business to $12 million in sales. And today, the company has grown eight times with four stores located in Edmonton and Calgary, 509 employees, sales of $64 million, married to Mike Newbury in 1999 and blessed with a son, Maissimo, in 2007, Teresa's business philosophy comes from her dad. The more you give, the more you get. Her passion is revitalizing the Macaulay community here in Edmonton and with the Little Italy in Edmonton's downtown, volunteering for such organizations such as the Italian Chamber of Commerce, the Mayor's Task Force on Sustainable Communities, the Edmonton City Manager's Advisory Committee. For Teresa, it's all about people showing them that you love them with a hearty, bountiful meal. For me, it's not about selling salami. For me, it's about people. The reason I get up in the morning is because I want to grow people. Among her notable awards and 10 years running, Teresa has been one of Canada's top 100 women entrepreneurs as ranked by Profit Magazine, the People's Choice Business of the Year, and has received the Queen diamond jubilee medal in recognition for contributions to canada please welcome none other than Teresa spinelli to our show so excited to have you here 
Well, thank you for the opportunity, Deborah. Thank you very, very much. And I'm glad you consider me a friend because I definitely consider you a friend. Oh, absolutely. And recently we were at the Viva Italian Festival. And uh, one of the things that stood out for me when you were sharing your story, and it was about when people build a wall, build a bigger table. And that has stood out for me like... Every time I think of when people are not getting along or there's differences, I think, you know, we just got to build a bigger table and come to the table with us. And uh, I want to thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. So important. If God blesses you with more, you build a bigger table, you don't build a wall. Absolutely. Yeah. So we often hear about the golden thread that lives through our lives to bring us to where we are. And, you know, some of it was shared in your bio, but I am curious, what experiences have prepared you to be a successful business owner that you are today? I think lots of life lessons. I mean, lots of mistakes made. And I hope to, and I like to say that I learned from each one of the mistakes. I still make mistakes, but I'm really open to making mistakes because it's okay to make a mistake as long as we learn from them. And that's how we learned. So I made some mistakes. I learned, looked back and started thinking, what, how could I have done that better? And started making those adjustments in my life. So that really, really made a difference. So when it comes to the mindset piece, I know people are like, yeah, we can make a mistake. But how do you bounce back from a mistake? I really think that everything happens for a reason. So when a mistake happens, there's a reason. There's a lesson you have to learn or a lesson you have to teach somebody else or something. And I really believe being open to those possibilities uh, happens all the time. Like you often hear when a door closes and a uh, window opens. And so I really believe that. I think that things happen for a reason. So, you know, sometimes my staff gets really mad at me because I don't get really upset about over some really important thing that happened that wasn't good for our business. And I said, well, if I get upset, it's not going to change the outcome. It's not going to make it better, but we'll just step back and see what we could have done better and we move forward. Because if I focus on all those things, I don't think I'd be here today. So how do you think your social work or psychology background has now helped you in your business? Um, I think really it's all about people, right? Psychology and social work is about people and really connecting with people and making them the best they can be. And I think that's what I try to do with my staff and my customers and my, myself, always working on being a better me and giving them the opportunities to grow. I don't think you can motivate an employee, but you can put them in an environment where they motivate themselves. Yeah. So one of the things that you have, you not only grew a business, but you like to grow people. Tell us a little bit about what that means to you and how you do that. So I think it's by empowering people. It's about giving people opportunities and giving them the right tools and setting them up for success. Uh, in the past, I've made lots of mistakes where I've put people in places well really quickly and it takes us a long time to move them out of those positions and we're not doing a service by keeping people in positions that they're not thriving at because everybody wants to make a difference and if someone's not making a difference in a, in a position then it's time for them to move to a different position or find a different company so uh really making sure we had the right people not only the right people but we had them in the right jobs that was really really important so when we have a good employee but they're not thriving in that position then we talk to them see if there's a better position in the store that they should be at. Yeah. And what I, what I really admire is that you're looking at what is their skill set? Is there somewhere else where they could be thriving within the company before we tell them maybe they need a different company? Absolutely. And, and that happens so often. We, I was just talking about this morning. We had a, a young man who worked in our cafe who said, I don't like people. That was his thing. I don't really get like, well, that's not a good place to be in the cafe then. <laughs> it just wasn't working. So we moved to 
them to a different section with a different leader and that type of leader had this guy flourish just depends right depends on the people are all different they learn different yeah. ways so it's getting fine at right next so now he's thriving he's still with us we're really if you would have asked me two years ago i would have thought he'd been gone but he's still there he's happy he loves what he does and yeah. he's definitely making a difference very smart young man yeah and when you put people where they belong in a place that they can thrive that only helps your business grow as well absolutely absolutely so i i heard this really great analogy from um, a company that we'd hired to help us and their analogy was if you have a pond and all the fish in the pond die do you blame the fish well for 50 years at the Italian Sun shop we always blame the fish we get rid of the fish and bring new fish and they would die with a stupid fish and get new fish and then we started stepping back and saying okay what is it about the pond what is it about the Italian Sun shop what is it about our culture what is it about me that's not making this fish swim with the other fish you know because yeah. everybody comes to work to do a good job everybody and everybody wants to make a difference yeah that's a powerful analogy i've never heard that one before i, know, I love it yeah it's and, and it's about creating that culture that center where people thrive and they grow and you know bring their own family members to end up even working for you <laughs> absolutely yes we have brothers and sisters mothers and daughters husbands and wives yeah. lots of families that work together with us excellent so just curious because they say success leaves clues do you have a morning routine or a routine that keeps you really focused i'm sorry you cut cut out on that deborah i didn't okay. hear you success leaves leaves clues and people tend you know they they say that people have the clues to success are part of their habits and their routines do you have a morning routine or a routine that keeps you focused i'm working on a morning routine i really don't have one because i have a crazy life uh, my mom is very ill. I have a 10-year-old. We just got a dog. You know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but what I, what I try to do every morning is uh, after I'm up and, you know, before I get to work, I sit down in front of my steps and I just relax and take a moment to think about the day and what I expect from the day. And I thank God for giving me an opportunity to make a difference that day. And that's really changed my life. Yeah. So one of the things that is really you're starting your day with intention. With intention and gratitude. Yeah, that's very powerful. It can shift whatever mood you could be in as soon as you're looking at the gratitude piece. So who is your hero? Absolutely. Very much so. Who is your hero? You know what? That's, I, get asked that question. I get asked that question a lot. And you know, I guess it depends on what you define as hero. Um, because I, don't, I can't think of really a hero. I know lots of people I consider heroes. I had like a great uncle that my dad was named after that uh, died shortly after World War I because he was bit by a, a wolf who was running around in our town trying to bite people and he got bit by the wolf and ended up dying and I thought he was a hero because not only did he win uh, gold medals in the war but then when he came home he put his life at risk to save the town's people and yeah. then I think well all our veterans are heroes because they put their lives on the line for us so there's those kind of heroes uh, I mean there's so many people that I admire like so so many I don't know that I consider them heroes, but definitely mentors and just really pretty amazing people. So uh, that's what I think of as heroes, just people that really live their life to the fullest. Yeah. What is one of the greatest lessons that you feel that one of your mentors have shared with you? Sorry, Deborah, you cut out again. But that's okay. What is one of the greatest lessons you have learned from a mentor? One of the greatest lessons... Hmm. I think one of the lessons that I learned was to really follow your instincts, to really follow your gut. It took me a long time to trust my gut and my intuition. Uh, you know, we all have intuition and we all kind of 
of just say, oh, whatever. But really, every time I follow my gut, even if it does go wrong, then I have no one to blame but myself. So I think that's one of the really great life lessons that really, really trust your heart. Yeah, because it will lead you. Even even if you feel it was off course, there's some, there is some truth in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lesson that we had to learn for sure. Yeah. What are the top three skills do you feel that a business owner needs to have to be a good leader? I think that you really need to listen. You have to really uh, be listening with an open mind, though, not just listening to listen, but really listening to hear really what they're trying to say to you. I think you have to be able to empower people, like to really trust that they're going to do the best job for you. Um, a willingness to learn, like I'm always learning new things. You know, we have a lots of great things that happened at the Italian center shop. Most of the ideas came from my staff, not from me. They had the bright ideas because, you know, I work in the office. They're the ones doing the job every day. They're the ones that came up with the really, really great ideas. So it's about listening, willing to embrace those ideas and empowering people. Yeah. And all too often, you know, I've, I think of some of the business leaders that I've spoken with, they, they really realize that you need to tap into your people because that's where the solutions and some of the results that you're looking for are going to come from right from that space. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about people for sure. You have to have really good people. You know, I couldn't have done what I did if it wasn't for my team. I mean, I get the credit and the glory, but really having the vision is easy. The hard work is making that vision come to life and, and they've been really fabulous at it. Yeah. One thing I know for sure, Teresa, is that you are a role model for many in our community. What resources do you feel that women should be tapping into to grow their business? There's so many opportunities, I think, for women nowadays. There's obviously lots of women's groups, but I also think women should join other business groups that involve men. Because, you know, we're all the same, right? Whether you're a woman or a business, your issues are the same. Uh, women sometimes have more struggles in certain areas. But there's so many business groups, network groups that are available for women. There's lots of online stuff. Uh, there's lots of things like uh, AWE that offers courses or the business link that offers courses and things that you need help with. There's lots of opportunity out there if you really want to learn. But it's not, you have to seek them out. It's not that they're readily available. They're not going to knock on your door. You have to yeah. go looking for them. Yeah. And one of the things that, and when you say that is it's about having a plan, having that intention and really going after what it is you want and looking for those opportunities to be in those networking situations. Absolutely. And sometimes you have to do a lot of things, a lot of things that aren't exactly, you go to one networking group and it's just not your cup of tea. Well, you have to go to a lot of them until you find the right one for you because they're all different, but you can't go to one and say, Oh no, it's not for me. You got to keep working at it. Yeah. Go more than once for sure. <laughs> so more and more Absolutely. women are starting up businesses. How do you manage to juggle and run a business as well as have those family obligations? That's really tough. I think it's tough for everybody. Uh, I don't think there's such a thing as balance. I really don't. Sometimes I work too much and sometimes I'm at home too much. Um, for me, it's, you know, if I'm not at home to put my kid to bed at night, I want to be there the next morning to bring him to school. That's balance for me. Everybody has to find what works for them and never beat your up like I've never missed a recital I've never missed a hockey game a soccer game ever and my business has never suffered for it so you have to really keep that in mind that yeah. just because you take a night off or a day off because your kid is sick nothing's gonna fall apart it's still gonna be there for you tomorrow yeah. and that takes a lot of trust that takes trust in your people it takes a lot of trust a lot of faith in God or the universe whatever you want to call it but yeah. for sure you have to really know that there's something bigger 
than us out there. Absolutely. I completely, I think faith is what leads us in so many, especially the challenging situations that we face um, as business owners, those challenging situations come up and it's about thinking about how can I do this and trusting and having the faith that everything's going to work out on the other side. Absolutely. So how do you deal with competition? Yes, yeah, really good questions. Um, so I think you have to know what your competition is doing, but you never focus on what your competition is doing. Like know where they are, what they're doing, but then really focus on what you do best and move forward in your life. You can't worry about what they're doing, but you have to really do what you do best. Um, so like I said, I, I'm aware of what my competition is and who's out there, but really I have my team focus on what we do best. Yeah. And that's what will make you naturally stand out in a marketplace. Totally. Because Absolutely. if you're trying to do exactly what everybody else is doing, you just become like everybody else. Absolutely. I think we always try to be trendsetters. So we always want to be a step ahead. So we're always looking for new opportunities. What can we do different? Because, you know, at one point, the Italian center shop was the only place you can buy a panettone, which is a Christmas cake. Well, now everybody sells panettone, Costco, Armanetti, I mean, you name it, everybody has it. So what makes us different? You know, people don't come to us because they can get a product only at our store store that used to be the case but now we're very global so they come to us for lots of other reasons because we are a gathering place because we interact with our customers because yeah. you know it's just a different feeling right so that's what we try yeah. to stay ahead of the trends yeah so employee engagement and customer service are drivers behind the success of a business what are your greatest learnings about engaging your employees and providing excellent customer service oh another good question so um like i said i don't think you can motivate an employee but you can give not, uh, uh, an environment where they'll motivate themselves. Uh, we're very much a bottom-up organization, so we don't have titles, we don't really have a structure. You know, everybody is equal in our company. Uh, again, we really listen. We really, really listen to our employees. Um, I think it's important that we empower people. And you, like I said, everybody wants to make a difference. Everybody. So you have to always point out those people and let them know that they've made a difference. So you also have to learn what motivates them people because some people want to pat on the back some people want uh, recognition in front of everybody some people want it privately so you got to find what motivates your employee employees and if you're a good leader then you'll know instinctively what works for them and if I can create more leaders in the process then I know I'm doing my job absolutely because that intrinsic motivation there's nothing nothing like it right. and as you said everybody goes with the intention of wanting to do well you don't go to work one day and say well I'm I'm going there to make sure I make everybody miserable. That's not people's intent. Their intent is to right. really have a place where they can make a difference and have a meaning, meaningful experience. Absolutely, for sure. So what, how do entrepreneurs hold, them back, hold themselves back from achieving the success that they want? Oh, I think that they hold on uh, too much to it. So... I, I find a lot of entrepreneurs do a lot of things, like too many things in their business. So, you know, even when I first started taking over, I was cashier, I was cutting salami, I was, you know, doing whatever I had to do to keep the store running. So I never really had time to step back and grow my business. You know, if you want to grow your business, you have to step back. You can't be in the daily, day-to-day -day stuff. So I had to stop, you know, payroll, writing payroll. I had to stop writing. I had to stop a lot of things in order for me to give me time to just breathe and go, okay, what's the next step? So I think a lot of entrepreneurs want to do it all, first of all, because 
we, we seem to think that we know best. So we want to do it our way, the right way the first time. Yeah. And then um, we're not comfortable enough empowering other people, but you can't grow your business if you don't do that. If you don't allow other people to step up and you can step back, it's never going to happen. I think that's a hard thing because people think, you know, this is my baby. I built it. I don't want anybody to screw it up. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, me too. Right now it's our wine grape season, which is a very, very busy season for us. And usually I work 12 hour days for grapes always. And I stepped away. And so when I called to check in, because I, oh, I trust my team, they did something different than I would do. I went, oh, why'd you do that? But I went, okay, good move. You know, be okay with it because it's done now. I can't change it. And yeah. I'm sure it's going to be fine. I know it's going to be fine. Yeah. So it's really, it's tough. Even me, after all these years, I'm still trying to learn that lesson. So it's just being okay with it. And the reason I'm laughing is the other day I came home and my, uh, my husband had made chicken with shake and bake and he didn't do it the way I do it. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong with the chicken? He goes, what are you talking about? I shake and baked it. And I'm like, um... It's just not the way I've done it. And all of a sudden, he's like, I never do anything right. And I'm like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. <laughs> and it's a good example of what you just shared of learning to say, you know, it's just different. It's okay. It's and Absolutely. it's still going to, and it turned out great. It was great. Absolutely. But in the moment, Absolutely. he wasn't too happy. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Been there many, many times. Yeah. So I know that you are very focused on community involvement and why is being involved in your community so important to your business? You know, I think that my dad was very successful because uh, he was such a generous man to our community. And the more he gave, the more he got back. And he taught us that lesson. You know, the more you give, the more the universe gives you. So you obviously never give wanting return back because that doesn't work. But when you really give from your heart, um, just magical things happen. So, for example, we had the park across the street in the Little where all the swings had been pulling out. So I called the city and said, hey, when are you going to put the swings back in? The city said, oh, we don't do that anymore. You have to do a fundraising activity with your neighbors, and then we'll match the money you guys raise. I thought, okay, wow. So I called my neighbors to get together to do this. And um, every time that I was interviewed about the park, it would say, Teresa Spinelli, president of the Italian Center Shop. Well, Italian Center Shop had nothing to do with the park. It was me on my own time trying to raise funds for the park. But every single solitary time, they wrote an article about the park. It would be Teresa Spinelli, president of the Italian Center Shop. That gave a lot of exposure to my company and to me. And really, I, nothing to do with the Italian Center Shop, except for the fact that it's across the street from the Italian Center Shop. But that really was great. That was my first lesson of, wow, the more I do for the community, the more I get back. So it's been a really, really great life lesson. And even today, like my dad died in 2000, I still have people coming to me every day, even here today in Calgary. Uh, somebody told me how my dad helped their family. So the more you give, the more you get for sure. Oh, how special is that? What a legacy. Yeah. Yeah. It, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much, Teresa. I know you have a busy day and uh, I am excited because right after this, I'm going to hop in the car and I'm actually going to come see you in person. Fantastic. And, uh, how can people stay in touch with you or learn more about the Italian Center Shop? So I'm pretty accessible. Uh, you know, if you go on our website, theitaliancentershop.ca, you'll find my contact information. If you ask any of my cashiers, they have my business card with my cell on it. I'm pretty accessible. I am always around, more than happy to buy anybody a cappuccino and have a chat. Excellent. Thank you so much for being on the show, Teresa. And well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. <laughs> this is wonderful. Thank you.
Everyone, that's a wrap for the Millionaire Woman Show. Again, it's using these principles of leadership, business, and human potential, finding out is there something that's holding you back from being more productive, having better performance, or really achieving the success that you want. It comes down to some of the habits that might be in place, mindset, some of the things that we take so much for granted. It might even be shake and bake chicken or just you know letting go of some of that control. So if you want to let us know what you thought of this podcast, please drop me a line at Deborah at DebraKazowski.com. Let us know how I'll give the feedback to Teresa as well, how's how this podcast is influenced you and made a difference in your life. Also, you can go over to iTunes, give us a five-star high five, write us a review and share this with your colleagues, your family, your friends, because you never know what piece of information could be that one trigger of changing everybody's world. So Teresa, one last thing I was going to ask you for our listeners or, you know, our viewers here, what would be one last piece of advice you would like to leave for everyone today? Uh, make sure that what you're doing is something that you love. Make sure that you absolutely love it because if you don't love it, it's going to be a really tough go. And uh, if you add passion, passion is like the gas in your car. It'll get you very, very far. Excellent. Thank you so much again, Teresa. Thank you, Deborah. Thanks for the opportunity. As Mahama Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And my wish for you is to go out and make today great. Thanks, everyone. See you on the next podcast.